Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We've got some great advertisers on our show this week, and by supporting them, you are helping us to continue to bring you awesome content for free. So please check them out. A huge thank you to our sponsors for this week. They are Caldrea. Get free shipping on orders of $50 or more when you buy online at caldrea.com. And Hammett. Visit hammett.com and chat with their team. Mention House of Kim to get a complimentary gift. Be sure to check out the episode's notes for more information on our amazing sponsors. Podcast One presents House of Kim with Kim Zolciak-Bierman. Join Kim, her husband, and six children as she shares her journey to success and the positive mentality that brought her there. Come on in and make yourself at home. Now, here's your host, Kim Zolciak-Bierman. Hi, you guys. Welcome to this episode of House of Kim. What's poppin', babe? Hello. Hello. What's happening, you guys? Um, I'll tell you what's happening in Georgia right now. It's... Ex- extremely windy outside there's trees down and it's gonna be 40 degrees tonight yeah doesn't feel like spring by any means but it was like 92 days right. ago very four bizarre seasons in one day. that's what i always say four seasons in one day lots to talk about you guys we're gonna do what you can do to lower your stress level and how to stay as sane as possible um, during all these kind of different changes. I know some of the states are open. I know Georgia is. They've opened up yeah. salons. And I think there's a lot of pretty much everywhere from what I understand. Yeah, is from what I understand, too. Back up and running. I haven't had the TV on in a few days. So um, our positive segment's really good, you guys. What an upset kid is really trying to tell you and trying to say. So I, I found this article online. Um, I really want to share it with you guys. I think you're going to enjoy it. So... Um, yeah, I think it's great, especially I feel like we're all kind of sometimes on a short fuse during this quarantine. We have a lot going on. And um, so, yeah, I think it it's a really great article for parents to hear right now. So, well, and I think, oh, too, it's cool. Okay, great. Jump right in. Yeah. Was when you say child that can be used loosely because sometimes our bosses act like children. Sometimes our partners act like children. Are so. you trying to say that I act like a child? Are you my boss? I'm your partner. Oh, no, I'm just saying you, oh. you, you jumped in right when I said boss. Uh, oh <laughs> no but so it's it works with anybody who may be uh not not behaving i, I think <laughs> that people need to um okay not behaving that's yeah for lack of a better word great babe we'll see we also have a couple emails that i'm dying to read you guys i haven't actually even read them Corey just put them i have like a clipboard that i carry around for the week to add like positive segments to or ideas. Corey will print off the podcast paperwork um, as soon as we finish this one. And then throughout the week, I'll add to it and all, things will pop up. And so I have this clipboard and I just saw in here that Croy added um, a couple emails. And I think these are responses from the emails that we actually read. Yeah. Okay. This is cool. So this one is from Aaron. Let's just jump right into it. Let's this is it. from Aaron Burns um, in response, I guess, to the email that we read last week or two weeks ago, whatever. I'm dying because you read my email on your podcast. I was shaking so much when I heard it. I've been so behind with catching up. So I feel bad that I didn't hear your advice sooner. I'm a sixth grade math and science teacher on Long. I think she means in Long Island. So I have a lot going on with this distant learning. I know you guys are so busy teaching all your kiddos. So much is happening in the world. I have to say I've changed my mindset towards ask, believing and receiving my highest and best. Like you said, instead of ask, believing and receiving my ex back. 
Like you said, I can't control him. And at the end of the day, it's his loss. I have an amazing career, a family that loves me, girlfriends who are all for me, a skincare business that I just started and I'm very passionate about. He is crazy to give me up. So that just means the universe has someone better in store for me. Yes. I purchased an Audible account. Yes. I love Audible. And I've been listening to some books. I'm currently reading Everything is Figure Outable. <laughs> I'm going to read that. Title. That's cute. By Mary Forleo, which I highly recommend. I spend so much of my time planning lessons, doing office hours with my students, answering my students' and parents' emails, so I've been pretty busy. I joined Orange Theory right before everything closed up, so I was able to get back. Um, I was able to go once, and I loved it. I'll definitely be going when everything else opens again. I cannot thank you guys enough for picking my email and giving me your thoughts. You have no idea. I'm also looking at the Original Botanicals website now, and I'm about to order something amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You're absolutely right about everything, and I have to say that I've been feeling a lot better about the breakup because I've been working on myself, and I'll just end up being a better person for it. You went through a divorce and had two beautiful children, and now you have an amazing man in your life. I know one day that that will be me if I keep believing. You've asked for an update, so here it is. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm still shaking as I type this. Stay safe and healthy. Love, 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 Aaron. So cool. That's so cool. I could feel her energy through her email. Mm -hmm. And I needed your energy through your email because I'm a little sleepy today. So thank you for that. That was really, really great. Thank you for your update. You're on the right path. F*** him. He's, you know what? You're going to be better off without him. No. Yeah, f*** him. We're not going to that level. F*** him. No. F*** him. We're just, that's great. You you shifted your your thoughts. Focusing on yourself, which I love. No, you can't you know say that because you are then you're shifting your thoughts no, back in. I'm just kidding. No, just like forget it. She's focusing on herself. She's like, it's his loss. You know, he's what's meant for you is for you and will be there for you. I promise. Yeah, you're just not, yeah, no, you right. can't see it right now. Yeah. So definitely, Aaron, keep us updated. Um, and we so appreciate you. We love teachers. Send him love. Yes. So, you guys, I've been reading uh, The Game of Life and How to Play It. Again, I've read it many, 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 many times. And, um, yes, it says to send your haters, your exes, your whatever, anybody that you kind of have somewhat turmoil with. Just send them lots of love, honey, Um, even though I know that that's hard to do sometimes. um, That's what you need to do. So. But if you guys have not read that book, that's an absolute must as well. Okay, we have a response to our other email that we read on the podcast. This is from um, the girl that was thinking about leaving San Diego with her daughter. Um, Let's see where she's at. Joanna, she says, I'm so fangirling right now so hard. I'm not sure if this is even a word, but wow. Thank you, Kim and Corey, for taking time out of your busy, intense homeschooling days to read my email. It means a lot to me. So to answer your question, no, there isn't a boy that I'm moving for. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) And I'm as single as it gets, LOL. My focus is on raising my daughter, and after doing research, I've narrowed it down to Houston, Texas, and Roswell, Georgia. I lived in Roswell, Georgia. Mm. What? Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone outside of SD, but both pretty affordable. Really? Is Roswell affordable? I mean, compared to like New York or LA? New York City, or, yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, and it has and a very good, they have very good school district. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't plan on transferring my current job um, only because I'm not completely happy. It's a corporate job and it's definitely not for me, but it's a great job for the meanwhile. And I'm grateful for that. To answer your question, Corey, I've been saving and have about three months in savings and I probably would wait tables until I could find a better job. Me and my daughter made vision boards inspired by you both. Oh, that's so sweet. And Georgia is up on there. I was thinking to pack up and drive to the East during the summer, but we'll see where we are with this coronavirus. Thank you both so much for everything. My boyfriend passed away a year ago, and I was in an extremely dark place. Your podcast truly pulled me out. Um, You both are so inspiring, and I pray every night to have an amazing big family like yours someday. Much love, Joanna. That's really sweet. Roswell, Georgia, girl. That's where we used to live. That's a change. That'll be a big change. It's really pretty in Roswell. It has like little downtown Roswell. Mm -hmm. We really actually liked it there. Um, The school district is great. I think you'd actually really be happy there. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, keep us posted and let us know if you come. Maybe we'll have to have a glass of wine someday. I'm sorry to hear about your boyfriend. That's tough. Yeah. I think focusing on your daughter is a really good thing um, to definitely do. I realize, you know, time is really um, flying. Like, today. Right. Happy Mother's Day, by the way, to all the moms out there. Coming when? Sunday. Sunday. What Are you acting like you don't know when it no, is? I'm just oh, when. Well, they know when it is. Yeah. Not everybody. <laughs> Sometimes we're like... The guys. Well, if they're not This mom, is for the guys out there. They're not moms either. Yeah. My, but you got to send your mom some love. My boys, um, I'm all about like surprises and sneak, like hiding things and like, I don't know. I just love it. And KJ loves it too. So today I was in my bathroom and I was doing all this stuff in, on my phone and KJ kept coming in there and he's like, mom, come on, come on. And I just had all this stuff kind of going on. So I said, okay, I'm coming. Give me one minute. Give me one minute. So finally Brielle comes in. She's like, mom, the boys have something for you, like a surprise. Just get the fuck up. So I get up and I meet them in the foyer and I'm like, all right, you guys, I'm ready. And KJ's like, okay, okay, go to Cash's first. Go to Cash. He was like really excited for Cash. So they said, close your eyes, which I think is so cute that KJ does this. He's done this for years. Close your eyes, mom. So I have to close my eyes. Now, I don't trust these two. They're going to like let me walk into a wall. So I'm going very slow. I get to the back of our house, the white room, as we call it, and I open my eyes, and I love Cadbury eggs, and I love Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, and it's the little eggs from Easter, and of course, the Cadbury eggs from Easter, and Cash spelled out, I love you, in rose petals. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On, it was the cutest, of course, I cried like a baby, and then he cried and gave me a big hug. He's just the sweetest little boy ever. His card was really sweet. He said, I was so beautiful and so sweet and so kind, and he just went on and on. It was really, really precious. So now I'm on to KJ. So I close my eyes. I go back towards the kitchen. I open my eyes. And I have this like uh, ceramic, um, what would you call it? Like a like uh, whiteboard. A what? Like a whiteboard. Dry like a whiteboard, board. but it's not. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of goes with our kitchen decor nonetheless. And so I always write things on you can it. Use like dry erase markers on it. Yeah, yeah. If we have, you know, guests here, we'll write welcome or I'll write something funny for the day or whatever. So KJ writes happy Mother's Day on it. And he's got roses all from our yard, by the way. All the roses that they spelled out I love you with and they decorated this board with is from our yard. And so they had sprinkled roses all over the place and, um, around the mood board and then KJ had again peanut butter cups and Cadbury eggs by the way Cash stole one of his own Cadbury eggs and took off running out the back and I was like where are you going he's like I don't want dad to catch me great opportunity yeah that's probably why I did it no I'm just kidding <laughs> so then I open my eyes to KJ's and of course I'm like oh my gosh and KJ's card the front of his card in the middle of it is a big wine glass and on the right side is peanut butter cup and on the left he drew a Cadbury egg and inside you guys was the most incredible message and so sweet and so caring. And the and one of my favorite parts about his his card was, Mom, um, I love you. Mom, we all do. It was just, it was so, I just want to eat my boys. I'm sure all of you guys out there feel the same way about your boys, boys and girls. But my boys just, they, I don't know, they have a way with me for sure. Caldrea is a consciously crafted home and body care brand that combines thoughtful ingredients with delectable scents, making caring for ourselves and our home a beautiful experience. Washing our hands is always one of the most important things that we do. But let's be honest, it can definitely lead to dry hands. Caldrea makes this way more enjoyable. Caldrea's line of hand care products include both hand soaps and moisturizing lotions that are incredibly effective, thoughtfully formulated, and smell divine. You guys, these 
hand soaps smell so good. And long after you're done washing your hands, they still have this really beautiful scent. They have indulgent scents like ginger, pomelo, and basil blue sage. And you will reach for these products, trust me, again and again. It kind of turns hand washing from a chore to a little luxury throughout the day self-care with scents that you actually enjoy. Get free shipping on all orders of $50 or more when you buy online at caldrea.com. That's C-A-L-D-R-E-A.com. Visit caldrea.com and add wonder to your washing. So it was really a nice surprise. And so then KJ's like, I I have more stuff for you coming. So tonight, I guess he came up to Croy and he had asked Croy to, could he go do something for me? And Croy was like, no, we had the car wash people here. And so Croy was like, no, not right now, maybe another time. And so just now on the way up here to do the podcast, KJ's like, I have something else for you, and it includes chalk. And I was like, (laughs) okay. So, so sweet. But happy Mother's Day to all the mamas out there. I hope you guys have a relaxing day um, and just really spend time with the kiddos. I always like Mother's Day here. Corey will cook me something, right, honey? Yeah. And you're going to rub me, honey? Just kidding. Corey's kind of over rubbing me. It's every day. I'm like, Corey, could you rub my right shoulder, my pinky toe? Not true. Anyways, so, okay, you guys, um, let's see. We are going to read right now what you can do to lower your stress level and stay as sane as possible during all this. I know that quarantine is not like kind of over, but not really over. I don't, I think a lot of restaurants like have chosen not to open. I think it's all kind of, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're having to get used to the new normal. It's definitely going to be a new normal. Still not large crowds, you know, like. I, the, the NFL announced some sort of crazy schedule and some sort of something they're doing. Baseball still hasn't started. Like, there's no. Yeah. So this, I mean, right? Like, yeah. we're it's almost just kind of like the essentials in small groups. Like, you may be able to go right. to the gym, right? And that's about it. There's no like freedom. We're still, we're still yeah, like. I don't know that there ever will be a normal. I mean, I don't think we'll ever go back to to where we once were. Once there's a vaccine, yeah, right. But, but then right. we, who, I mean, yeah, what's who to say they're not going to be another with. one floating around. Right. I mean, another one could happen. Jeez. Okay, you guys. So limit your news intake, hence why I haven't watched the television. You may feel more stress and even experience panic after reading the news. Decide which topics you need to know more about. Decide which topics you will stay away from because additional information either doesn't help you or it works against you. You may decide that you want to only watch press briefings by your governor. You may want information directly from your child's school system. You may decide that you're going to forego COVID-19 information altogether since you're staying home and participating or practicing, I'm sorry, good health habits, such as washing your hands for 20 seconds, etc. Sometimes a little more news can lead to a big meltdown of fear and anxiety. So I think a big thing is keep it in moderation for sure. Yeah. Get outside. It's important to get outside regularly. Social distancing doesn't mean, quote unquote, stay inside the whole time. Most, quote unquote, shelter in place plans allow for outdoor activities such as long distance of six feet is kept between you, your family and a group of others. Being outside can help reset your brain. Nature moves at a slower pace than humans. so You can find yourself adjusting to a different rhythm. It's a nice break from how quickly things are changing right now. Exercise is essential both for you, your mind and your body. Any type of movement counts as exercise, including walking on a trail. Just keep social distance. Keeping a routine, you guys. A routine is essential for both you and your kids. This is not a vacation. Work and school are still in session. Have set wake-up times, office hours, free time, meal time, and exercise time. Take a shower. Get fully dressed in the morning. Has not happened for me. Um, (laughs) At least you get dressed, Croy. The more we stick to a routine, the better off we will be mentally and physically. Have your kids write down the routines and post them in conspicuous... Conspicuous. Yep. Thank you, baby. Place. Um, Include chores on your kid's daily schedule. Also schedule in time. So just be silly and have unstructured play, which I think 
has not been happening all day enough in here. This house. No, it has not all been day. happening enough here. All day, every no, day. No, no, and no. I think we're all like trying to get the schoolwork done. We're trying to answer the emails. We're trying to do all these things, and then it's like nine o'clock. For us, there's no playtime. There's time. no playtime. There but isn't. There as soon as the kids are done, they're out the door wrestling and knocking each other in the head and having a grand old time. True. Have a movie night. Have a game night. Keep things consistent so you have a sense of normalcy in your world. Next, accept this as our new normal. While you may certainly not like staying at home for hours on end, this is a way of life for the time being. Remember that this is temporary. I, I still, Brielle went to pick up to-go food last night, you guys, and there was a restaurant full of people. Yeah. And I was just, wow. There will be a day when we'll be able to kind of return to work and your kids will return to school. And we don't know that date yet, but it's coming. Another piece of making it through this time is to look at the positives. You may be spending more quality time with your kids, even if they're driving you crazy. People are reaching out more to others and providing support and comfort. Most people are calling each other on the phone than just jotting off a quick text. You may be taking this time to reassess your life and what you want to accomplish. Again, while this is nothing anyone chose, this is how things are for now. So, you know, worry about the things that you can change and not the things that you can't. And last but not least, be easy on yourself. We're all just making this up as we go along. No one expects you to be a perfect parent and employee right now. Besides being perfect at anything is impossible. We're all just doing the very best we can. If you are a caretaker for your parents, you may be experiencing not being able to physically be close to them right now. Arrange for your parents to have groceries delivered to them. Have a regular video chat with them. Have some downtime by video chatting with friends who help you feel better. Sometimes it's perfectly okay to sit on the couch in yoga pants and just eat cookies. You and your family will be okay. Yeah. I hope that helps some of you guys. I know it's getting, you know, harder and harder as the weeks have gone on. Um, a lot of uncertainty with when the kids will go back to school uh, and if they will go back to school. I know, I, you know, things I feel like are changing constantly. Yeah. Um, I just was reading today, if you guys are in Georgia, um, that, uh, what was it? Um, Albany, Georgia was hit the hardest with the COVID and they're thinking now Gainesville. Oh, man. Yeah. So, um, you guys might want to check out. I think it's WSB TV. I love the little highlight there where it says, uh, you know, nobody's perfect, yada, yada, you know, do your best. And I think we talk a lot. We've talked a lot about self-improvement and your focus and and uh, hyper attention to your goals and things like that. But some days you're just going to wake up and you may not be hitting on all cylinders. You know, you just it's it's hard. You're. It just doesn't work. But if you give that day and the situations that you encounter uh, that day your best shot, uh, you're going to be fine. And you're going to keep pressing forward in the direction that you're wanting to go. And that's <clears throat> that's with your family. That's with your job. That's with your self-improvement. That's with anything that you're doing. So, And then it's going to be easy some days where you get up and it's just rocking and rolling and you accomplish so many things. And, and it's beautiful and it's great. And you give it your all. But... When you give it your best shot in those tougher times, when it when you do get to those days where it's easy, you 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 get a lot more accomplished because you're used to uh, giving it your all no matter what. So, just that's a thought. great analogy. I also think too, you guys like the book, The Game of Life and How to Play It, um, is a great book to read. I've gone through it and highlighted certain parts that I would like to just open up and read randomly throughout the day if I'm irritated or if I'm feeling overwhelmed. Um, so I did open the book at the pool on Saturday and read it for like an hour. It was so nice to like just do that. So if you feel like you're kind of in kind of a slum per se or you're feeling not like yourself, that's a really good book to just grab and start reading. I mean, and you can just randomly open to to whatever portion of the book I did that and it applied to exactly how I was feeling. Um, so again, it's the game of life and how to play it by, um, Florence. 
Shovel shin. Shivel shin. Shivel or shovel? Shovel. Sh- shovel. Shivel. shivel. No. Shovel. Now you're going to mess me up. Anyways. <laughs> They'll find it, honey. You guys will find it on Amazon. <laughs> Super um, easy to find. So she has a lot of books that I really like. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. A ton of books. And so she's one of my favorites. And some of the books were written in like, or they were all written back in like 1925, 1935, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, really cool. Okay, you guys. I found this article um, and it's pretty amazing. Um, we're going to talk about what an upset kid is really trying to tell you. And I think that this is a really awesome article. Um, and it's a little bit of a long one, but I think it's important at this time. So difficult to diffuse meltdowns are a reality of the early years. And they are a challenge for even the calmest, most rational and seasoned parents among us. Dr. S-A-D-E-G-H-I. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Yeah, I don't want to say it wrong. And then Dr. Sammy share four steps that can go a long way in smoothing these situations for mom, dad, and most importantly, the littles. Tantrum tactics. What to do when your child is out of control. It happens to every parent. You're already stressed out and you're on your last nerve when your child decides to have an emotional meltdown, usually in a public place like a restaurant, a supermarket, or a department store. Trying to communicate with a child in the midst of a tantrum can try the patience of saints, even under the best circumstances. While every scenario and child are different, your best bet for bringing calm to the situation lies in understanding how not to get drawn into the power play and what it takes to reestablish the communication. Rewards. Two and, simple things right there. Right. Don't engage in the power play. And Corey's a pro at that. <laughs> I need to work on that. Um, what was the other one? Uh Power play and what it takes to reestablish communication. Establish, yeah, establish yeah. communication. Rewards and consequences. When a child is acting up or refusing to comply with a request, it's easy for parents to resort to the time-honored countdown to consequences. You better stop screaming and start putting your toys away by the time I count to one, two. There you go. It's easy to pull rank on our children to get what we want because we're bigger and stronger than they are. It certainly shuts the situation down. But can our children really respect us when our actions show them that what they what they want is irrelevant and that their feelings don't matter. Imagine how dehumanizing it would be if your boss gave you a three count to do something at work. <laughs> no questions allowed, just do it or else. If it's not okay to treat adults this way, why do we do it with our children? When we use fear-based tactics to control behavior, we teach children that love is conditional. We'll love them after they do what we want. It also teaches them to equate love with approval, and that can be very dangerous to self-esteem as they grow up, especially for girls. Likewise, the quote-unquote, I'm leaving you drama, where parents pretend to walk out of a public place leaving their sobbing children behind, not only traumatizes the children, but completely violates their trust. After all, if children can't expect their parents to remain by their side as their protectors and supporters in tough times, then who can they rely on? I've definitely experienced that firsthand. When stress levels rise during a child's tantrum, it's very easy to resort to fear-based tactics to bring a child's, uh, I'm sorry, to bring a quick end to the situation. It's important to know, however, that our choices in these moments will have lasting effects that far outweigh our temporary need to get the child into the bathtub or off the playground. Personally, as a parent of two young children, we try to approach these situations from the perspective of loving our children rather than fearing, rather than having them fear us. From this perspective, if our children are behaving badly, we know that while they may not be happy with the outcome, they won't be afraid of us. Do you think there is some level, though, as we're reading through this, that kids lack rationalization? Their their minds aren't developed. Their frontal cortex, you know, they can't. They can't sometimes, uh, you know, rationale or you know. 
Verbalize, verbalize, communicate. Right, you know they don't really know how to be rational. Per I se. think these are so, they have feelings though. So these are right. tactics to to prevent them from feeling abandoned or feeling or in creating a, you know um, feeling like they're not protected, violating trust. This is more not necessarily about the rationale or using your words. This is about a feeling, and I think that's what's important. You guys, I have to tell you about Hammett handbags. I just opened my box yesterday and inside was a purse for me, Ariana, Brielle, and Kaya. And these handbags have the softest leather that I have ever, ever touched. It's like butter, you guys. Such cute handbags. And what I think is really fun and cool is that it's, you know, I'm obviously 42. Brielle's in her 20s. Kaya's six. They have a handbag for everybody in every event. If you guys want a work tote, you want a crossbody. I mean, they have literally everything. Also, you guys, like I said, they have a style for every taste and every purpose. You can wear them from all different occasions. I love the packaging, the big box that it came in. I love the way that they feel. I love the versatility of it. I love the colors of it. You guys, head over to Hammett. Dot com. It's H-A-M-M-I-T-T dot com. Chat their team and mention that you've heard about Hammett on my podcast and they'll include a complimentary gift with your order. And let me tell you guys, they give incredible gifts like leather card holders and pouches that you'll actually use every single day. In contrast to um, some fear-based tactics, some parents respond to children's outbursts by rewarding them if they settle down and do what parents ask. If you stop crying right now, we can leave. Mommy will get you some ice cream on the way home. Unfortunately, rewards in these situations teach children to disown their feelings or mute them with a external distractions to feel better. That's a big one, you guys. It also teaches them to manipulate to get what they want. Overly punitive and permissive approaches to tantrums do equal harm to children, and they don't do parents any favors either. If a child is acting out in a rebellious or confrontational way, the best way to neutralize the behavior isn't through fear or coercion. 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 What the fuck? Yeah, you said it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but by establishing a connection with them. Creating connection is all about communication. When we're truly communicating with our children, we make learning part of the process. In order to communicate with an upset child, parents have to get rid of the idea that parents that parent is synonymous with power. What the fuck is wrong with me? It's an easy assumption to make because as parents, we think of ourselves as the homework checker, chore alligator, allowance giver, disciplinarian, etc. There are all positions of power, but parenting is far more than just telling children what to do. To reconnect with an emotionally ungrounded child, we must treat his or her needs and feelings as equal and valid as our own. In order to do this, we can't take a position of superiority over the child. This gives orders from the ego. Authority, in contrast, provides guidance through wisdom. So you're not superior, you're just authoritative. Right. Yeah. You have to be the one in control Being of the superior situation. creates power struggles and com- and competition while authority creates a connection Mm -hmm. owning our authority and not resorting to knee-jerking superiority during confrontations with our children keeps us from feeling our power has been threatened when they tell us no it also helps us make more conscious choices as to how we respond to them from this mindset we understand that non-cooperation isn't a challenge to our authority as with adults behavior is communication an upset child is trying to communicate through his behavior a deeper need that he cannot express verbally Honor their feelings. The most important aspect in reestablishing a connection with your upset child is to honor their feelings. Unfortunately, many parents respond in a dismissive way instead of saying, instead by saying things like, you can't be hungry again. You just ate an hour ago. Or we paid a lot of money for that dress and you're going to wear it for the family portrait whether you like it or not. Denying the child's feelings only escalates the situation. Think about it. How would you feel if your spouse or partner refused to acknowledge the feelings that you were trying to communicate? When we honor anyone's feelings, we're telling him or her that how he or she feels about something is important to us and by association that he or she is important to us. So how do we honor our children's feelings following these four steps? Listen attentively. 
Don't be planning your comeback in your head while your child is expressing his upset. Really listen to what he's trying to express beneath the talking, whining, or screaming. Every person has a right to their full emotional process, even if that means you remove the child from the restaurant and drive him around the block so he can fully discharge all his bent-up, stressed-out negative energy. Unfortunately, thanks to either the dismissiveness or punishment of our caregivers, we've learned as adults to repress our emotions and suffer the emotional and physical health consequences for it. I agree. We don't want to do the same to our own children. Keep in mind that this is not an opportunity for your child to disrespect you. If your child, for example, calls you a name or says he hates you, you might respond with, I didn't like what you just said to me. Can you express that in another way? That's not fucking happening here. Okay. (laughs) If KJ ever was or whatever. Might as well stop right now. You know what? I don't like what you're saying to me. Can you express that you hate me in another way? Anyways, this isn't easy, but do your best to listen without judgment. Much of the time, people who are upset aren't nearly as interested in being quote unquote right as they are just being heard. Oftentimes, giving someone his or her full say without interjecting can be enough to de-escalate the situation. You'll hear the tonal shift in your child's voice when this happens. That's when it's time to move to the next step. Validate their feelings. The child has spoken, but now is not the time for lecturing or, or giving advice. It's time to show him you've understood. Don't say you understand. Show him by repeating back what he's share with you in your own words you didn't want to leave the store because you were having so much fun with the big blue ball and the dump truck which you told me is so much better than the three you already have it doesn't have any rust or dents that's why you wanted me to buy it validating your child's feelings doesn't mean you agree with what they've said you're just simply validating that his view of the situation is legitimate Three, name your feelings. Labeling the child's feelings lends even more validation and comfort. You might say, you seem pretty sad that you couldn't stay in the swimming pool longer. That would have been nice. This kind of additive, empathetic response recognizes the hurt that underlies the angry outburst and admits that what the child wanted would have indeed been nice, but, or had it been possible. In contrast, a subtractive, empathetic response carries a judgmental tone by implying that someone shouldn't be feeling what they're feeling. An example might be, you don't need to be sad because it was going to rain. It's unsafe to swim when it's raining anyway. Don't worry about identifying your child's feelings exactly. Just do your best. Children know how they're feeling, and if you're wrong, they'll tell you. They'll be glad that at least you're making the effort to understand them. Number four, ask questions. Now that the child has de-escalated and been validated, he's out of the fight or flight mode. His thought process has left his hide brain and moved for his frontal cortex where reasoning and negotiation are possible negotiating negotiating is possible now is the time to ask what would you like me to do at this point the child has to stop and think which gets to the mind gets the mind functioning in a completely different way most of the time what a child wants and needs are very different and by listening attentively a parent can discover the underlying need of a tantrum and use it to neutralize the drama for example maybe the upset isn't really about staying longer in the toy store maybe the child just doesn't want to stop having fun In that case, maybe playing his favorite song or having a sing-along in the car on the way to the next errand can satisfy the need of both the parent and the child. A universal approach. Much of the time, this intervention with children works very, very well. Too often, however, parents make the mistake of taking a punitive, superior stance and addressing the situation from a purely logical point of view. While completely ignoring the child's feelings, anyone would respond negatively under those circumstances and yet we're surprised when children become even more upset. Every situation is unique, and when this kind of intervention doesn't work, don't worry. Even though your child is still upset, he knows that you've listened to his concerns and you've validated his feelings. That's the victory, and that you've done it without using fear is even better. In the end, it is essential to let the child know how much you love him or her and why you've made the decision that you did. You might be surprised to know that these four simple steps from honoring feelings work quite well with a with any angry person, not just your children. It may sound silly, but if you view an 
angry adult as a child in your mind and follow these steps, you'll be surprised by how effectively you'll be able to diffuse an adult tantrum at home or at work. <laughs> I loved this. I hope you guys loved it too. I think it's really great sometimes to kind of reel yourself back in. Take a deep breath. Um, I know we've all been home with our kids 24-7 during all of this quarantine, so they can weigh heavy on the nerves at times for sure, um, especially if you're not getting a break and then you're trying to do the school and cooking dinner, and it's just all been a very different way of life for, for all of us. Um, I hope this article has helped you. I think it's really great. It's fantastic. I printed it off, and I gave it to Tracy, and I printed it off, and I – have it in Croy's office, I think, is where I put it, and I have one in my office. So if you do get to that, you know, uh, stressful point or whatever, you, I can grab it and, and kind of read it. But the same thing goes for, like I said, with a book. You can have articles and print off. Um, we have on our refrigerator from the school, um, what does it say on the, on the rows? Like uh, ways to, to say different things. Like mm-hmm. I can't think of the yeah. – but anyways, the, you can go online in many places and find um, – just Google like something ways to say something more positively yeah, and you can right. find many charts. And so if you need a reminder, I can't do this versus I can give it a try. Yeah. Or this is too hard or I can give it a try. Right. Know, things like that. Where right. You can shift a kid's mindset. Right. And it's great to kind of have those on your desk or something. If your child that my kids come into my office all the time um, in the middle of doing something. And so I just think it's a nice to have a little reminder if need be. Um, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. No, that's really, really good. And, and two, again, easier said than done. When our kids are, when, when you're in the heat of the battle right then and there and you and that's going on, uh, you're not going to be perfect. You're not going to remember the four steps. What you got to try to do, though, is give it your best shot and practice it. Continue to practice it and make small shifts here and there, and your child will recognize it with you. And, and I think you you'll see a difference in your child, yeah. right? Right, and and you'll, you'll get better at it with time. I know. I and think there there is yeah. the quick fix. Sometimes you just you got to do what you got to do. Knock it off, and or we're leaving. You know, like there are situations where it just isn't going to work. But when you give it your best shot to to really do that, I think it will probably lead to less uh, tantrums because the child knows right. and, tr- and can trust that. Uh, in a situation, they will be able to communicate with you instead of throwing a tantrum. Uh, just help build a better bond. So give it a try. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I but think easy, it's, again, easier said than done. It's, it's definitely be, easier said than done. But I think that you'll see a big difference in just the way that you respond, the way the child responds. Um, for sure. So anyways, that's just a thought. Now, listen, you guys, this is kind of funny. Um, Sin runs on the treadmill. Okay. Um, all of our dogs can run on the treadmill. And they were trained by the dog trainer to do that years ago when they were puppies. Um, And now Sin and I fight over the treadmill. So I bring him down to the gym. I've been running more on the treadmill, you guys, um, instead of outside just because it's so hard on my body and my knees and stuff. And so I find the treadmill to be a lot easier on on my body. Um, It's a softer surface. Yeah, it's just easier. And and from what I've read, it's easier. It's better to do it that way anyway, even though I do love the outdoors. Um, I feel like I sometimes work actually harder on the treadmill than I do outside anyway because I can regulate it. I'm trying to do – I try to do like fat burning modes on the treadmill and stuff. But I'd rather just beeline it at like 6.5 to 7 and get my four miles in, three to four miles in and get off than do, you know, 5.3 to – 4.1 4.1 to 6.4 like so it's I don't even know why I mess around with these different modes but anyway I'll bring Sin down there to watch us because Sin has like separation anxiety 
And then I bring him down there and he gets on the treadmill and won't get the hell off. Um, but Croy's going to give you some tips on how to train your dog to walk on the treadmill. Yeah. So again, we spoke a couple weeks ago about preparing for this uh, effort with you and your little partner. Uh, so again, if you have no training with your dog or your dog doesn't uh, listen to you or he doesn't know how to do a sit down, stay uh, a pillow, meaning like stay in a certain area or go to a certain area right. where it, he's uh, instructed to lay uh, with good manners. And when you have guests and things like that, uh, then this is probably going to be a lot more difficult. I would not recommend going from no training to trying to train your dog to run the treadmill. First, start with the very simple commands of down, sit, stay, shake, things like that, so that they can understand and create a language with you and understand the uh, influx in the tone of how you say things where a no is firm with a yes, you know, and in uh, a very simple way to communicate with your dog is to teach them what no means. And that means when they're not performing the task that you're asking them to do, which is either sit down or stay a pillow, walk, treadmill, place, all those things. They get a no until they do the command, the command where they then get a yes. And that can be rewarded with uh, either a click, a treat, a pet, uh, multiple uh, rewards. Um, And you can graduate on to where you're not having to have a pocket full of bacon flavored treats and you smell like a meat shop (laughs) with your dog. So. You know, again, that can be done with pets and yeses and and chew toys and things like that, where they get the reward that they want. But once you've established training with your dog, the treadmill is a very, very good tool to be able to exercise your dog. If it rains a lot in your area, or uh, if it's hard for you to walk the dog, if you live in the city and whatnot, you can uh, get a very fast pace kind of trot for a dog, and depending on how well they're and how good Sin. they are. Sin's been trotting and he's not running. Yeah. So he's trotting at like 5 or well, 4.5, which for him should be a run. Right. A uh, human walks anywhere from about 3.5. A very brisk walk is about 4, 4.2 miles an hour. <clears throat> That's a very leisurely walk for a dog, though, because they have four legs. So, if- Oh, so I'm going too slow. Yeah. For him. Yeah. I so, warm him up. I yeah. get the legs going for his little brisk right. walk. And I'm afraid. <laughs> so a very brisk walk for a dog slash trot is more is more around six, five. We're talking a husky now. We're not talking hour. a little poodle. Oh, yeah, or a, a, a large dog, not an extra large dog like a Great Dane or a St. Bernard or something like that. He, he's a large dog. Right. Uh, he's 75 pounds. So he's got a pretty good stride. Uh, but again, so. You know, start off slow though. Treat you know. Essentially, what you're going to want to do is make sure you have the dog's focus in front of you. Ideally, if your treadmill has kind of an area where you can see the dog and you can get in front of the treadmill, that's the best. Uh, and so that he can keep eye contact with you and you can keep his focus, whether that's with a treat, uh, some sort of lick pad with peanut butter on it or whatever. That's but it idea. keeps them in line straight on the treadmill. And then if you can do it with a partner, uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, best friend, mom, dad, whoever, have them start the treadmill and start very, very slow in case they, they just don't start walking and they go off the back. They won't get hurt. We're talking maybe one, two miles an hour. And you're just going to keep them focused on you and keep them straight and let them get familiar with what's going on. There may be some fear. They may hop off. They may not know. Uh, let them sniff it. 
you know, get used to it. Once they start to walk in a straight line, then all you do is continue to keep that focus if you have to for however long with your lick pad, your treat, your command, uh, whatever it is, and you just slowly increase the speed. And you can use, uh, in order to kind of help them understand that it's, it's, that they're there to stay, you can hold the collar, uh, or you can hold a leash, put a leash on them and kind of keep them up and taut where they have to kind of, their head has to be up and. Sin has a vest that just keeps him, he loves his little vest. It's it's like an anxiety blanket per se, but he, he likes his vest. So he has like a. Yeah. He has a vest, a collar, right. uh, and harness. That So whatever you walk your dog in, if you use a collar, if you use a harness, if you use a vest, right. make sure you put them in their walking uh, gear and their attire so that they, in their mind, can associate and you the can do this with, with small dogs, you guys, at a very different speed and a very different pace. Yeah, yeah. But again, the, the, the key is, is, is maintaining straight focus head on uh, and then slowly just increasing the speed as they get used to walking. Uh, they'll enjoy it. They'll understand that they can. And then you can slowly start to remove away the focus tool, whether it's the treat, the lick pad, uh, the command, which is you. And then you can kind of shift to the side and they'll figure it out and start to enjoy walking on the treadmill. And then now sin's a Husky and everybody knows if you have a Husky that they, they are, they have to run. They're high drive. They're dog, just high they, drive dogs. They have to run. Boxers, so, Huskies, retrievers, right. Um, uh, Terriers. So this is a great way with this weather in Atlanta all winter. Sin has been on the treadmill. Um, Vale is a little new at it. She's a little skittish. Uh, She's not really into it. (laughs) She's still in her goofy stage, pup stage, where uh, she's still learning her her basic commands too. She's she's got her down. She's got her her sit her down. She's got about seventy five percent of her stay. Understands about sixty percent of pillow. Uh, so she's still learning. She's what eight months? Not now? even seven. Seven months. She's so, so sweet. Um, Loren, I don't know if Loren's been eating just leaves and shit, but she's a little hefty right now. So we're gonna have to get her back on the treadmill. Uh, one of these, I mean, she's catching squirrels in the backyard. We went in the backyard. We fenced in the backyard. I don't know two or three years ago um, and it's like their big play area and all that. They have tons of fun back there. But we went back there to bring him up to feed him and. One of my trees, like a good sized tree, is just laying there. Like, yeah, it's a, it's probably a 14, 15 foot tree. Just uh, it's bent over, a, like ripped out from the ground. Eight inch diameter trunk, and literally just from the ground. Just we blew should over. watch the camera to see. It makes no sense. Like it was ripped <laughs> from know, the ground. Maybe Sailor was maybe Sailor. Yeah, who the heck knows? Sailor's a wild one. Um, Norma's too tight. Norma's. Well, and no. they, they chase each other too. So they. The other day, I was in the. Uh, uh, kitchen and Sailor and Sin come running through the house. They're chasing each other. Oh my gosh! And all of a sudden, you hear and they someone had ran their hip right into the piano and literally made the keys like oh my like, god! And they're nuts. No, they're crazy. So they, they easily could have done that to the tree and knocked it over. But it, they I literally mean, no, played the like piano the by ground. hitting it. They, I, I'm sure insane. they knocked it out of tune. But like it was sounded like somebody had taken cymbals and clashed them together. It's nuts. That's insane. Yeah. Well, anyways, so I need a new tree out there, but um, they're wild ones. So that's a really cool way to you know get your dog exercise, you guys. Um, there's so many classes online also that you can, you know, as an adult, that you can um, do little exercise, yo- learn yoga during this time. There's a lot of exercising that I think really um, has helped me. It's something that like I have to do. 
I feel like more so the last couple months um, than I did, you know, the six months prior. But um, exercise is really good for the mind. It's also good for for the animals to sin. They all sleep so much better when they go for a run. Um, it's like their favorite. They shit when they're on the run outside. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, exercise is super important for you just as well as it is for your animals. Well, happy Mother's Day to all the mamas out there. What a blessing it is. Um, Have a great Sunday, you guys, and we will be back next week. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks for listening to House of Kim with Kim Zolciak-Beerman. Catch new episodes every Wednesday exclusively on PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you love the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review. 